my name is uh, Sadir Al-Kindi. I'm a uh, cardiologist at University Hospital, Cleveland Medical Center, and I'm also a clinical instructor in the Department of Medicine at Case Western University. So in the podcast today, uh, we'll be talking about my research, which involves studying heart failure risk and risk of rehospitalization in patients with HIV. We know that HIV is associated with the risk of heart failure, and that has been shown in multiple studies, including the VA aging study. And that risk seems to be about 45 to 60% higher than patients who don't have HIV infection. The uh, outcomes of patients with heart failure and HIV have been poorly understood. And majority of the research has focused on the risk of heart failure in HIV, but we know very little about how heart failure patients with HIV do after they get hospitalized for heart failure. So in 2016, we actually showed that patients with HIV and heart failure in about a cohort of about 30,000 patients are not well treated compared with patients with heart failure without HIV. So they are less likely to receive guideline medical therapy, including ACE inhibitors, beta blockers, and other medications that are pertinent to heart failure therapy. So in this study, we sought to understand the impact of under-treatment of heart failure and the impact of HIV infection on the risk of rehospitalizations in patients with heart failure and HIV. Heart failure rehospitalization, especially within 30 days and 90 days, have been a measure of quality of care in Medicare and other organizations. So it's one of the major healthcare costs because it's particularly associated with high rehospitalizations rates. In some studies, this has been shown to be about 20% at 30 days and about 40% or 50% at 90 days in the general population with heart failure. In this study, we sought to identify the risk and association between HIV and heart failure uh, and the rehospitalization risk after patients get hospitalized with heart failure. So for this study, we used the nationwide readmission database, which is a national registry of hospitalizations in the United States. It's kept by the Healthcare Utilization Project. And we identified patients who are above 18 years old who were diagnosed with heart failure and were hospitalized with heart failure in 2016 and divided the population into patients with heart failure and HIV versus patients with heart failure without HIV. And we performed a propensity score matching to balance the characteristics of the patients between HIV and non-HIV patients. We used about 40 different baseline characteristics, including demographics and clinical variables, to match these patients. We followed the patients since they were discharged for 30 days and 90 days for rehospitalization, that's all cause rehospitalization, and heart failure specific rehospitalization. We found about 1,100 patients with HIV that were matched to 1,100 patients without HIV. Both groups have heart failure and they were hospitalized for heart failure. Then when we matched them, there were no differences in the baseline characteristics for HIV-infected patients and patients without HIV. Overall, the risk of hospitalization in the entire group was 11% at 30 days and was 19% at 90 days. When we compared patients with HIV and controls, we found that patients with HIV were at higher risk for heart failure hospitalizations, where that risk was 45% higher than patients without HIV. And the same thing was happening at 90 days. So that was 41% increase in risk of rehospitalization 
in patients with HIV and heart failure compared with patients with heart failure without HIV. And we also tested subgroup analyses, and that was consistent across subgroups and also was consistent across the types of heart failure, whether it's heart failure with a preserved ejection fraction or heart failure with a reduced ejection fraction. The implications of this study include that patients who have HIV who are hospitalized for heart failure, we should be very careful about how we manage them. We should focus our attention on maximizing their guideline medical therapy because this has been shown to reduce the rate of rehospitalizations and reduce mortality and improve survival in these patients. That has to be a focus on specifically on patients who are at higher risk, like patients with HIV and heart failure. Now, the problem is with this database is we don't know exactly what are the mechanisms of this increase in risk, whether that's impacted by the HIV infection itself and the increased immune activation, whether that's related to patients' compliance with medications, or whether it's related to physicians' behavior around the patients with HIV infection. For example, we saw that patients with HIV and heart failure, they're under-prescribed uh, guideline medical therapy. So whether that is the underlying mechanism of the association that we found is, remains to be studied. So there are a variety of challenges that we deal with when we deal with patients with HIV and heart failure and cardiovascular diseases in general. We know that patients with HIV infection have a higher rate of kidney dysfunction. And the many of the medical therapies that we use for heart failure include ACE inhibitors and angiotensin receptor blockers, and to a certain extent, angiotensin nephrolysin inhibition, all of which can affect the kidney function in the early setting. And they can be contraindicated in patients who have advanced kidney dysfunction. So that becomes a challenging approach when we deal with patients who have both HIV and heart failure, but also have concomitant chronic kidney disease. The second issue that we deal with is the interactions between medications that we give to patients with heart failure and to patients with HIV, and the interaction between antiretroviral therapy and heart failure medical therapy. That is not well studied, but all heart failure therapies have been shown to be safe in patients with HIV. So that could be part of the physician education and the provider education and awareness of the lack of interaction between heart failure medical therapy and the antiretroviral therapy. The third main issue is when we deal with patients who have both HIV and heart failure is the compliance with medical therapy and the high prevalence of the drug abuse and smoking in this population. So medical therapy and dietary noncompliance can be a major issue in this population specifically. And these have been shown to impact outcomes in patients with heart failure in general. So there should be a strong emphasis on dealing with these issues in patients with HIV and heart failure, probably even more so than patients without HIV, given the high prevalence of these socioeconomic uh, issues. And the fourth thing is the relative socioeconomic status that have been shown to be associated with outcomes in heart failure. So patients who are at poor socioeconomic status like many of the patients who have HIV infection, have higher risk of rehospitalization, higher risk of death, and that has to be dealt with in order to decrease rehospitalization risk and decrease overall cost of care. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. 
for uh, full information on the research paper, please click on the link below.